More than mine, whereas mine just goes up and down. Yeah, I think that's because this is like a, I think, what do they call it? A dynamic. Um, uh, Marnie set off the smoke alarm. Excuse me, one second. (laughs) Which you were recording. (laughs) Oh. I'm back. There was no fire, just no. burnt toast. Oh, god. That'll be a good intro, though. <laughs> Content catch-up. Friends and enemies, welcome. Welcome. We're Barks, two we, episodes we did in two weeks. <laughs> we fucking did it. Consistency um, is key with uh, podcasting. Yeah. Uh, so I've heard anyway, but maybe, <laughs> maybe we challenge that. Um, not going to spend too much time on an intro here today because we have got a great episode for you today listeners um barks has done a lot of groundwork there's been text messages back and forth there's been emails there's been carrier pigeons letters smoke signals but we made it happen and (laughs) gee gee, we are glad and genuinely are glad that we made it happen um barks today we have the one and only caitlin arnold joining us on the show and i i don't want to give too much of an intro um i think we've got to get straight into this is there anything else you wanted to add or should we jump in no, let's let's get get straight to what people want to listen to. Uh, just a quick um, thank you again for Arnie or Caitlin for um, freeing up the time and being open to coming on. She was great and uh, good stuff. Let's go to it. All right, friends and enemies, welcome back. Um, it's honestly been too it's been too bloody long with just me and Jules, and we think um, this guest is worth the wait because we've been harping on about it for a while, but. Joining us today is Caitlin Arnold from AFLW, social media lead. Caitlin, welcome to the show. How are you going? Thank you very much. It was great Thunderous to be applause. here. Uh, thanks for having me on and um, putting W in the spotlight. No, of course. We were, as you know, we were sort of after you for a while. and that's what everyone says for every guest, but thank you for jumping on. Um, to the listeners, I guess, who don't know, tell us a bit about yourself, your role, and, yeah, who is, who is Arnie? Is Arnie just because of Arnold? Uh, it is. Um, uh, yeah, I no longer know my real name. I'm just Arnie in the office. Um, I get introduced as Arnie uh, around the joint, so um, I'm stuck with it now. Um, yeah, so I run AFLW Social Media. Um, we're in a, a small team of uh, the social media team at AFL. I run the W Wing, um, but I have lots of people who back me up in terms of video editorial everything that we post it's definitely not just me um i've been in the role for almost three years three seasons uh, or two and a half if we cut out um the half season in 2020 um but i have been at the afl um for about eight years almost um started as a media intern um way back in sydney um a long time ago and sort of moved into different roles just sort of tried to work my way in um, after having actually a background in legal. Uh, My end game was always media um, at the AFL and I have worked my way in to this role now, which is the best. That's a um, pretty interesting transition, like going from legal to to media. Was there 
is that always the goal or is legal something you were interested in as well? No, definitely not. Um, <laughs> sort of, it was one of those things you landed in it after school and um, just stayed in it because it was comfortable and paid the rent. Uh, but then, yeah, I sort of, I, I got, it's a strange story, but I got glandular fever really bad and it meant I couldn't work for a long time and I, it sort of made me reassess what I was doing with my work because I wasn't enjoying it. I wasn't passionate about it. And I sort of thought, well, what's the point of all this? Um, you've got to go and do something that you love every day. Um, and my dream since a kid was to, you know, work in football. So I gave all that up. I went and did unpaid media interning stuff and then, um, you know, took a, a development officer role, which is sort of going out to schools in Sydney and doing clinics and things like that. And then landed a reception role and then I was actually the EA to the CEO up in Sydney for a few years and then after that um, a media or a social media role was created once we all saw that social was obviously uh, the way to go in the media space took that role um, and then since then the W role social media role I just had my eyes locked on it and no one else was getting it but me once it was available um, and luckily enough, I was in a position to be able to get it. Um, and here we are. That is a real journey. <laughs> That's um, <Hold> <laughs> it, It's insane. You've really touched on like pretty much every department within the AFL. <laughs> just about. <laughs> um, it's a good way to learn though. You, you get to know lots of people and know the business back to front. Yeah. Absolutely. And especially when you, you do work in social media, like having a knowledge of how the other areas work and like how you, they communicate with each other, how you can promote them, that's definitely um, beneficial. But you touched on something then like as a kid, you always wanted to, to work in the media. Um, I've got it here in my notes that you once wrote a letter to Carlton Football Club in 2017 about what the beginning of AFLW meant to you. Now, what does women's football, like tell us about that letter number one, but what does women's football and being able to work in it mean to you? Yeah, uh, it, it kind of sounds dramatic, but it, it means everything. Um, I think I, I'm not the only person who would feel that way to have women's football as something that um, we can now watch and work in and be a part of. Uh, I wrote that letter because it was it was just on my mind and I had to sort of put it down on paper because I in the lead up to that first game, I was getting quite emotional, and but in a in a strange way, it was mixed emotions. It was this is the best, but why did why couldn't this be in time for me to have played? Mm. Um, and I'm you, you know young compared to a lot of people who have been striving for women's football for a long time. Um, and I I wrote I think it opens up that letter as like I feel like I've been writing this for twenty years. There's people who, who would have been writing that in their head for you know, 40, 50 years. Um, you know, I think for me it was um, so close yet so far because, you know, there, there are people my age playing now, people, you know, Cora Staunton's 40, I've still got plenty of time. For <laughs> that. But, um, because I, you know, in the letter it says I wasn't allowed to play football, um, you know, it wasn't something mum was allowing me to do at that point in time. I was swiftly taken off to netball, uh, which I loved, but, um you know, I, I didn't play for this whole time. And once it did come about, some of the girls, they had played for some time and they, they were able to make that transition in and start and be the first trailblazers in the game. But I, I you know, just missed it by that little little mark. So, yeah, it was an emotional time. And it, I found that every time the season rolled around, I'd get a bit 
oh, this is so great but so annoying um, because, mm. yeah, I just wanted to play so bad. So having said all that, it's wonderful and I'm probably as close to the action as possible. I'm still in the rooms before the game, you know, in there with the girls singing the song afterwards, um, you know, capturing all that stuff. I'm there on grand final day and, you know, and a lot of the girls bring me in as part of what they're doing. Um, so I'm probably as close as I could be without actually having to go out and get tackled, which is probably a good thing. <laughs> and, and not doing an ACL like Barks did either. No injuries. <laughs> oh, let's not bring that up. Um, <laughs> Any chance. It's really cool though. Like it's quite powerful because there is that like, yeah, I, I can hear that sense of like frustration, like why why it takes so long. But um, you are a Carlton supporter, aren't you? You, I am. Uh, oh. I try and I, I, I'm as... <laughs> Neutral as they come, hopefully. Um, I, I I do have four memberships though, so I actually have wow. my swans bottle. Uh, sorry, my sons bottle there. Um, <laughs> sons, Giants, Sydney Swans. Now that we can, um, and of course the Baggers, who I am a lifelong supporter of. So um, yeah, that's real dedication. So, so you wrote a letter to every club then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but the, the feelings were there. Feelings were there. Yeah. <laughs> um. Just, I want to quickly touch on that opening night because I think the letter touched on you were there for the first ever game. What was that like? Like, I think that's going to be something a lot of people remember for ages, but what was that like for you? It was, I was crying before the first bounce. When they when Carlton ran out, I was actually there by myself at the start because my friends hadn't made it and luckily they just got in before lockdown. <laughs> so I was one of the first few through the door and I just, I remember Carlton coming out just for the warm-up and the crowd was pretty large at that point um, and everyone just went up and was cheering and I just got goosebumps and bawled my eyes out just at that point, let alone, you know, when the bounce happened and um, it was uh, the only word I ever remember or used for that night was just joyful. Like the whole place was just like pumping with joy. Everyone was there because they were seeing something that they knew was historic but most a lot of people in that stadium this is something they dreamed of their whole life um so you could see everyone was crying um but the smiles on faces it was just it was the most wonderful night and luckily Carlton got the win um <laughs> so that just tipped it all, topped it all off yeah I, I often wish that like I worked at Carlton back selfishly back when um that started that that's really cool um Jumping on to, I guess, the content in your world, uh, you mentioned it before about like I feel like from, I guess, an external, I guess I'm closer than some people, but from an external perspective, the AFLW content seems to have this very impressive like variety of um, almost access or like relationship with players because I feel like we've seen players be their most wildly silly selves in front of you, but then they open up to their most complete opposite and vulnerable selves in front of you. Is that something that... I guess you've put a focus on or your team as to actually, uh, I guess, build those personal relationships with, with the players. Like you mentioned before that the girls bring you in and you sing their song with them, um, et cetera. I think it's not something that we specifically go out to capture. I think it's just something we know we're going to get because that's just the way these players are. Um, they are silly and they're so funny, some of them. And, um, that yeah, they just give us such a... a a well-rounded set of um, content, uh, you know, they'll dance, they'll, you know, prank <laughs> each other, but then they'll give us the really vulnerable side of things in our series, Unfiltered, as you know. Um, 
they the, I always think about it in just that they are what women are we're we're all these things um and I think it's really important that we bring this out to the audience to show you know that they're so smart these they are so smart every time I speak to speak to them I'm I'm blown away their football knowledge you know they the way they see the game of course um they they also understand what our content team need to be able to sell the game um which i think is probably a bit of a difference um they get it they get social media they know that we need this cut through on socials because it's you know a massive audience for us um particularly a big plat- platforms for women and girls um to consume content so I've, we've never had to have conversations with them where they're like we need x y and z out of you because they just they just do it um it's just natural to them so yeah, it, it is. It's that's what actually makes it so wonderful to be a part of. You, you have people come in and they've never worked with uh, in women's footy before, and they'll sort of some of them begrudgingly like, okay, let's just get this done. But then they come out and like their eyes are open and like that was so fun. It's like, yeah, welcome. This is what we do all the <laughs> yeah. time. Um, so yeah, it, very lucky in the sense that the girls just they get it and um, they are just themselves and that's that's the best thing about it yeah do you, i might um jump in with one here quickly do you think we'll ever lose that do you ever think we'll ever lose that personality yeah uh, we're fingers crossed every year we fingers crossed that we haven't we don't lose yeah. that because there is sort of a sense that maybe one day we will clubs perhaps might media train them you know a bit more and more but i, I think clubs are understanding of the same sort of way this it makes it makes us unique um, it makes mm-hmm. us so approachable. It makes the audience just think of us in a completely different way to the way they think about men's. And sometimes I see the men's sort of a little bit conforming now to the way we do things are relaxing a little bit and yeah. um, because I think they've seen that it works. Um, and I think it looks at, they look at it and they go, that looks fun. Like why, why aren't we mm-hmm. doing that? Like yeah. that's for sure. That's a great point. Um, yeah, it's, it's a wonderful thing and, I, I fingers crossed that we never lose it, and like, I don't think we'd be losing it anytime soon. I think I think surely, like everybody for the most part, must um, agree that letting players and athletes be themselves is what works, as we just said. So surely, like that's not something that we shy away from or it gets too media trained because that's what makes it such a winner. And, and to your point, like before about with the W playing group, I don't know if you found this as well, Jules, but I just found since joining Carlton literally they're just the best in terms of content yeah. it, like everything is so easy <laughs> like yeah. it's like they go along I can't think of a time where something hasn't felt easy to do with them yeah I 100% like that I mean even from a baseline level they're always on time they're always come prepared for what they they need to do like they've read the notes that, that you've sent them they've read the brief they've thought about the concept like when we're running up like when we ran the behind the game changes podcast, like Elisa Day and Das would come with notebooks on their guests and like stuff that they wanted to talk about rather than just us having to be like, Hey, these are the the things it's there's so, uh, yeah, I, I love working with the, the W program and it's one of the highlights of um, when the season rolls around and knowing that like, yeah, you get to do it for sure. Do you remember how prepared, sorry, just on that, do you remember how insanely prepared Sarah Hosking was on the first oh, podcast yeah. I was involved with? She literally came with, like, boxes of, like, props and, <laughs> like, she did it all. I was just thinking we had, um, I was thinking about how they come prepared for our things as well and I thought of the Hoskos straight away because yeah. they come with their pranks and they say, we're going to do it this way. Uh, we've bought this prop. We're going to target, you know, Katie Brennan and 
they're done and we're like all right we'll just film it you go ahead <laughs> yeah that's brilliant <laughs> The Hoskins are a rare set of units, like in a good way. Like they're definitely very organized, but they're the perfect example of people who have great personalities, but are also so willing to put themselves out there and bring out the best in whoever they're they're with. Like, yeah. 100% and just super fun. Yeah. Yeah. I think the other side of that is just we don't want to shy away from the good job that you actually do, Arnie, in bringing out the personalities of, of the players as well because that can sometimes be difficult, especially when you've got younger players. Have you ever found it difficult or do you have any, like, ways that you make them more comfortable that you could share? Uh, I mean, I've always, I'm always like this in any situation, whether there's a camera involved or not. I'm a bit of a dag, so I just <laughs> I do that to Respect. make people comfortable. Um, yeah. and feel a bit more comfortable. Uh, the young ones especially, it, it is very hard for them. It's probably their first time that they're in front of cameras and they definitely haven't had media training and they're a bit of a deer in headlights for some of them. Um, but, yeah, if you've got to work work it out in a way that they give you something. Um, so it's generally me being a bit of an idiot behind the camera, um, you know, giving them examples of what I would say if it was me or... Um, yeah, I, with the others, I have built up a good relationship with a, a big set of uh, the players, which really does help. So they know me, I know them, they know there's there's also a trust. They know that yes. they can trust me to not make them look foolish, although I do make them look foolish, maybe <laughs> to not make them look bad. Um, yeah. Because at the end of the day, that's not my job to make them look bad. I'm always going to make them look good and if I if they're looking a little bit silly, it's because we know there's a good outcome to it. And I think they don't mind um, either. I forget who it was the other day. I asked, are you okay with this photo? I'll sometimes go to straight to some of the players and say, can I put this up? Oh, Dakota Davidson from Brisbane. I put up a video and um, I said, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pop this up today. Is this okay? And she said, go for it. I'm okay to make a fool of myself. It's totally fine. And you should know that. So... <laughs> We put it up and it went gangbusters. So, yeah, it's it's um, it's as much of a trust thing um, with these players as anything else, I think. And the mutual respect, that's like, I think that's also very important, like them trusting you, but you also respecting them enough to, to say, hey, can we check this off and like yeah. have that conversation before it goes to shit. Probably. Quick one to throw in there. If they don't, um, use that as an example, if they don't, um, you show them a photo or a video and they don't want it up or they're hesitant about it, do you find yourself trying to explain why it is a good idea or it could go gangbusters, as you say, or do you sort of find yourself just, if they're hesitant, just like, nah, that's fine. I guess that's just a curious one from someone that probably isn't in the industry. It probably depends on what it is. Um, yeah. You know, if it's, a, if it's just a photo and I know... You know, it's an odd thing to say, but as women, you know, we don't love photos of ourselves out there that are horrible, but, you know, our players mostly know that that's okay. Um, you know, we are an example to young girls as well that you, we're not we're not here to look pretty, we're here to play footy. So hmm. um, they get that. So they're not, they're not too bad in that regard at all. Um, but if they were to say no, then it's, uh, I would just say, okay, that's fine. Um, I'm obviously asking them because I know what, they may think so um yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't push them too hard unless we knew it was going to be awesome um and and unless they were sort of on the line that if they um and are and they're like mm, you know maybe i'd push them a little bit but I, yeah it's it's up to them on those ones um i don't want to 
embarrass or, um, you know, create anything that may get a poor response online because we know how bad that can go sometimes. This is the the perfect segue into the next section because I think you've actually lied to us about your official title at the AFLW or the AFL rather because according to your Twitter bio, you are the chief troll stomper of the AFLW. Um there, there's plenty of them there, isn't there? And uh, we, Barks and I are always in awe of how you how you deal with them because rather than just do the standard kind of like delete and, and forget about them or hide their comment, you you actually call them out, which I think is um, really important. Where did that kind of approach come from? Uh, it just it came probably from my frustrations as a fan um, and as a woman. Um, it's 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 there are plenty of delete blocks reports that happen across a day that we don't engage with at all they're just gone um yeah we probably see less of those because that i get them before everyone sees them sometimes i would even leave them to the masses if someone says something idiotic i'm like oh, i could get rid of that but i know our community will come and get them yeah. um and tell them what's what so sometimes i leave the ones that aren't too hairy but um deserve a bit of backlash from the community but the ones where that you're referring to that we I will go back to they're very calculated they have to be a certain kind of comment or a certain kind of person who's commenting that we could I would never engage in a back and forth uh, with someone and you can sort of tell whether or not they'll come back and you know, be outraged or whatever. So there's a lot of calculation into what it is and it depends on what comeback I've got up my sleeve. If I don't have anything that's cutting or funny or, you know, mostly they're factual, um, which is why I would be able to do them, I'll just leave it. I mean, last night I I had someone and I I wrote the response, but then I I had to think, don't do it, just put it away. Um, You'll, you know, you'll engage them in a way that we don't want. So I just, you know, blocked and deleted. Um, so it, it's a frustration from my point because I would go back at every single one of them if I could, but we don't have a million hours in a day. Um, so, yeah, it's it's also why should they get away with it sometimes? It's, it's just it's complete rudeness. And I know sometimes people are of the thought, don't engage with them because that's what they want. They want the attention. Mm. Um, and there's plenty of those who are there. So... Those people I don't generally go to. It's the ones who, you know, not there. They're just there to be negative, and you can decipher yeah. who's who's who. Um, I'm of the thought if, like, if you're searching at for AFL women's specifically coming onto our page just to drop some negativity, you're like, there's we don't have time for that. This is our page. We control our narrative and our community. What our audience sees, you don't get to come onto our page and bring negativity with you just for fun because all we're doing is playing footy and that what's wrong with that so yeah so i will engage i've I've engaged using taylor swift lyrics before um <laughs> which went down well with our audience it's very popular obviously taylor's popular with our audience popular with everyone um but yeah sometimes they'll take off it ends up in the news and um that's through no nothing we've really done except someone seen it, screenshotted it, and then it goes viral. And um, because people appreciate it, yeah. I know the players come come back to me and send me messages saying, "Hell yeah, we love it. Keep doing it." 
Um, and that's that's my main my main focus is the players, and I would never do anything that you know is bad for them. My main aim is to protect them. I it's not fair that these people come at them because they want to play footy. So yeah, yeah, do not have time for it. I think also in we've as content producers we've put so much effort into creating such a safer space for our players online, and we talk so often about like their mental health and and how we can help them. Um, so being able to do that and show a bit of fight back, I think, well, I'm envious because I'd, I'd love to be able to do that um, in our job and obviously like it would be great and I'm not going to touch on why we can't do that. But um, <laughs> was it a difficult conversation like from a strategy point of view within your team to like bring that to the front and say, okay, this is the approach we're going to now take? Yeah, we certainly discuss it um, fairly often. Uh, what it does, so it, it aligns with our voice. So, you know, our voice is unapolo- unapologetically feminist. We are, um, we're strong. We we stand up for ourselves as, all, you know, women should and we, we want our audience to see that. So it does align with us. As I said, there's lines that I would never cross and there's people I would never engage with and that's probably where we draw the line. However, if it, yeah, it is in line with the way we sort of do things, we're sassy. So, you know, it's okay to get done and the team understand it. Uh, The AFL channels also have been going back um, to a few of them. So, yeah, it, it is purely to stand up for ourselves and we we shouldn't have to take some of the stuff that we get so it, it's not it's not poorly received at our end at all that's awesome to have that support i think like yeah, the, yeah like i keep saying very envious of it all um probably like a deeper part of that question is we talked about the players mental health but as a social media producer content producer someone who goes through all those comments do you find it difficult on a personal level to to sometimes have to stomach some of the the stuff that we we see on social and yeah how do you how do you get away from that how do you make a break from that side of your world um it's a very difficult part of the job and i don't think people really understand it until they are a part of it um you know i've had a lot of advice like i just switch it off and it's like i can't it's literally my job to go through these comments yeah um and i'm not gonna lie it has gotten to me multiple times and i will take a break from work or you know i do see someone about it because it does into your brain a lot and you know it's not just from taking down the work you've worked really hard on because everyone has an opinion and everyone the funny thing is about the internet everyone wants something different so yeah. When we create something for someone else, it doesn't sit with someone else and they're like, what about me? And it's like, well, this one's not for you. It's for someone else. But, you know, we can't make everyone happy as much as we try. But that really, that weighs on me a lot. Um, but, yeah, it's for me and for what we do, it it is the fact it's it hits me because I am a woman and this these people who come on to troll us, are coming at us because we are women and we are diverse, we are all these things that they're afraid of. And that cuts to me personally because I am these people, I'm not playing footy, but I'm I'm a woman and these people are not treating women with respect. They're just tearing us down and wanting to see us fail. So not only am I do I get upset because I would like to, as I said, I'm protecting these players from 
you know, what's out there, I, I get upset because I'm a woman and it makes me feel not great that there are people in society who want to see me fail. So, yeah, it, it does definitely get to me in multiple ways. But, I mean, I'm supported completely by my company. They will give me the time off. They will, you know, do anything that we need in the social media department to make sure we're okay, which is great. But, yeah, it, it, it definitely has its its days, but it definitely has its great days as well, of course. It's so important, I feel, as well, to break that stigma for, for anyone, any young content producers out there that think it's not okay to, like, take a day off because of something that you've seen or something that you're continually exposed to. Like, that, yeah, again, you just got to look after your, your own mental health. And I've always found that the, the hardest thing with shit like this and the shit you read is that if you caught these people in the street, they'd have not they would not be able to say that to your face but because they're hiding behind something they get this infinite power absolutely Um, and i mean there was one particular person who came on said we were rubbish and i went back to them just with some facts purely facts maybe a little bit sarcastic (laughs) and that blew up um and it went viral and that person did not take that information or the fact that they went viral very well um because they just expected that, you know, it went out into the internet and that was it and that there would be no consequences for their actions. So, um, yeah, if, if it, that had been in real life, would they have said it? Absolutely not. But they thought there were no consequences. Unfortunately, they got some consequences and then couldn't deal with those consequences. But, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, a, it's a, a sordid world out there on the internet. It's a really can be a really horrible place to be. Um, so yeah, it's just be friendly to everyone. It's It's not hard. Not hard. If you don't like AFLW, don't, you you don't have to watch it. The old stop shoving it down our throats line. Like we got it the other day and I was like, you're on our page. You can't just (laughs) be doing it. Uh, I can never get just talking about this. I just can never get over how shit human beings are. Like it blows my mind that this is our species. Like we are the same (laughs) as these, these people, but I, I don't know. I also applaud the way you go about it. And I think it must be such a hard thing to, even in life in general of separating, like whether you're, you should call out these people and stand up for what you believe in and like what your brand or company believes in, or the other side of it is to ignore it because they don't deserve that attention. So I think, I think by calling it out and doing what you guys do currently, that that is more powerful than ignoring it. So that's why I've always appreciated and applauded the way, I guess, you guys deal with it. It's kind of like I, I would go by this in my own life. Like you, you can't be a bad human and just, just expect to get away with it kind of thing. So exactly, if no one says something, then they don't learn. Um, and to be honest, we say something and they still probably don't learn, but, you know, at least we've tried. Otherwise, they just keep going on. And at the very least, like some, like a 10-year-old girl sees it standing up for those kind of things. It's like how powerful is that? That one person might see a comment like that and that's worthwhile, that's, I think, to me. That is, that's probably the main aim, to be honest. So, yeah, that's, so long as, if, if that teaches kids to stand up for themselves, then that's amazing. The um the next bit of this, I guess, um, 
I guess the future of the comp and um, AFLW specifically, um, your well, actually, first first part of this is your sort of for AFLW in the, the middle of the off season. How, what does that look like typically for you? Like, do you do you manage to switch off, or is it just oh, all this? This current season is not a good example because it's no switching <laughs> off. But <laughs> what what does the off season off season typically look like for you? Like, do you find yourself you can take some time away from it? I uh, took time off. I took three weeks straight away. Um, that was longer than I had planned. Uh, I came back a couple of days after grand final just to sort of wrap that up. But then took time off and was supposed to come back, you know, on a Monday. And then I came back and I thought, no, I'm still. I'm still a bit tired and then I took another week and then I took another week. So I did get some time off and I find it really hard to let go of my channels um, and hand them over to someone else. So that was really difficult. Um, but I'm this is my first week back this week or last week and uh, I felt more prepared and more ready to get back into it because, as you said, we don't have much time now. So a general off-season for us is a lot of planning. Uh, we sort of we've gone through the assessment of what did and didn't work last season for us on channels, on the website, everywhere. And now, it, yeah, it is a different one this year because we have to turn this around pretty quickly. Usually we would have some time to uh, go through. We have a content uh, shoot with every club in the pre-season and we go in with 100 questions or 100 concepts and we do all the shoot, shoots and ask them to do silly things and ask them questions about their life. Um, but I, whether or not we'll have time for that this year, I'm not too sure. So we're sort of, we're waiting as much as anyone else to see how this next season is going to roll out. But by the sounds, we're we're off in August and um, we're planning for that too. So we'll have to probably adapt a few things this year, particularly in content because we just won't have the time. But We'll, we adapt as we always do, as the players do, and we'll, we'll get it done. So planning, 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 and, yeah, we're almost at pre-season already, so soon. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's so nuts to think that pre-season is, a, is about to, to roll around. Um, for non-AFL, AFLW fans, we've just finished one AFLW season probably a couple of months ago, and, and typically they roll around every 12 months like in a, in a cycle but it's looking likely we'll have two seasons in in one year which is um unheard of but that's just a challenge we're going to have to face as content producers isn't it we're still going to have to do it and we do a good job about it yes and that's the thing about our industry everyone can adapt they do adapt and they do it well so i think we'll all be fine it might be a bit difficult to start with but we'll, we'll get there I feel like we're all a living meme of that, you know, that dog in the fire. And it's like, it's fine off the top. That's all of us at the moment just waiting for something this to happen. Is, this is really messing with my file management plan in my head. It's not 2022 season. What do you call it? Part one, part two. Oh, it's just like um, Arnie, I want to know whether this be uh, social media trends or particular player or player personalities. What do you think, who or what do you think is going to dominate your channels for the next season? Uh, we have, we always find with us, and we've spoke about it before, the players are so engaging and wonderful and so well-loved. So we're, we're going to be putting them at the forefront of our content. So um, we, you, you probably know as well as anyone else, you can put so much time into a proper content shoot, then 
edit the video and it takes forever, you put it out, it'll go well. But as soon as you take something that, you know, you've ripped off one of the players because they've shared something, it, you yeah. put, it just goes wild and it, that took three minutes of your time. So <laughs> we know that that's the stuff that's going to go well. Um, so we we encourage our players. We have chatted, spoken to a lot of them to sort of say, get your stuff out there because that's what the people want to see. Um, it not only raises your brand but um, it helps us and um, puts your face out there as well. So player-led content for us is probably going to be a big thing this year. I think that's a great answer because we often talk about this and we sort of laugh about it that you could spend ages planning on like what's your big – and when we, when we were writing this question in the run sheet, I was sort of thinking it's sort of like a – not a trick question, but I think that's a very good answer because so much of it is just reactive. Like you could plan as much as you want, but if you react and nail like anything, um, it's sort of frustrating in a way because, you, <laughs> as you said, it could take three minutes to get your biggest, yep. best bit of content for the year. Well, I, I did a, um, a Mother's Day video just a couple of weeks ago and it took me um, half an hour max to sort of get all the photos from their Instagrams and find all the video footage that I have of the players with their children. It's in the top 10 videos of all time on AFL channels all of a sudden on Facebook and it took <laughs> no time and it wasn't even all my content. So it's, it's sort of that also the handheld um, grainy footage goes nuts for some reason. Yeah, you put everything yeah. into it, but it's. I think it's it's an authentic authenticity that the people love. I think it's also um, become even more that way with like TikTok coming. Oh, TikTok hasn't become so big. TikTok is now the biggest thing, right? Like that ability to just see quick stuff really in in an easy feed. Like the quicker we can get stuff out, which means sacrificing the big production, but the more people are going to watch and consume. Mm. So I think we'll be chucking out all your video cameras at um, Carlton <laughs> yeah. Parks this year. I was going to say, <laughs> sorry, sorry to our mutual friend, Jonathan Strangio. He's out of a, out of a gig. <laughs> Just use phones. The man can't cut a 916 video anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> no comment, Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> right. oh, I wanted to have a topic about charge. <laughs> He seems to get into every episode for us, but um, um, we love the the player focused um, content. I think that's yeah. Just wrapping that up, that'll be a, a real fun thing to keep watching this year. Um, I might take this steal this last part of the question off you, Barks. But what what keeps you so motivated, and what drives you to keep pushing yourself in in this industry, Arnie? Like it it is a, a demanding one. Um, how do you keep finding the motivation to keep going, keep getting new ideas and, and, and really challenge yourself? Uh, motivation, is it's not easy sometimes. Um, as you said, it's it's 24-7, this social media life. It's the first thing I look at in the morning and the last thing I look at in bed and um, you don't really get to turn off because, as we know, social media doesn't turn off. So I do get to a point at the end of a season where I just collapse in a heap basically um, and I, it, it it is hard to come back and, um, you know, rile yourself up to get ready for another season and this year even another season around the corner. So motivation can be hard, but, I mean, as we know and what we've spoken about, what we do and despite all the hardships, it's it's so wonderful. Um, and I we do get to play or do get to hang out with the players and um, be a part of the whole journey of what is AFLW and, um, I don't think she'll mind me saying, but um, I had a I had a particular 
particularly bad week once with with trolls and I wrote something on Twitter about it and I got a few players from players texting me just being like keep your head up we know it's hard and um one player in particular um Phoebe McWilliams currently at Geelong she texted me and sort of said keep your head up um and she ended it with um don't forget we're changing the world and honestly that has stuck with me so hard to the point where it's you know written on a wall above my desk and it's it seems really dramatic and large but really we are in a, in our way we're we're changing the way women are viewed in our society you know we're now we're strong we're athletic we're aggressive um but we're you know through content we're vulnerable we're silly we're funny we're smart um and you know it seems like something that it's probably wouldn't be such a big deal, but it, it really is. And what drives me through that is also the little kids. And I get to see the little kids all the time in my job at games and um, they're screaming wildly for these women who are their heroes and that's something I never really had. Um, and not just the little girls but the little boys as well. Like these are kids who are growing up and they're never going to know any different and they're going to live in this world where it is equal and we have... Women have as many opportunities as as men do, and it's just going to be normal for them. And when they grow up, it's just going to be great. So um, that's what drives me, even when it gets hard. That's that's the main bit I have to bring myself back to is that we're doing good. It's not just pretty; it's it's bigger than that. That's yeah, I love that. Like that that message would have sent me over the edge if I awesome. if I got that's that. Awesome, yeah, yeah, that's that's unreal. Um, I, I love the the impact that like particularly kids we um we had a, a a group visit to the club yesterday and we had um this it, it be funny but like two tradies come in and two big burly blokes right um and they they got to meet the AFL players um as part of a smoking ceremony we had but there was also a couple of AFLW players there so Dars and and Maddie Guerin were were present and after um chatting to the boys like the, the two tradies, one of them saw Das out of the corner of his eye and he ran over to them and said, oh, like my little sister is your biggest fan. Can you can you sign <laughs> this cap for them, right? And Das, like being Das, was like, oh, I don't have a silver pen and it won't show up on the um, thing. So they went away <laughs> um, and actually went to the locker room, got their own boots, signed the boots for them and, and said, here, give this to your, your sister. Um and that's like, that's it. That's I think the full spectrum of what you're doing, Arnie, in, mm. in terms of like telling the stories of these players, but the impact of it. Like, it's not just the the little kid at home who idolizes people like Das now, but it's also the the brother recognizing like the impact that players like Das and players across the league are having on the the next generation. And and that is the content that we're putting out and you're putting out in particular that's driving that and even um on the other spectrum um the older older generation um when i see like older men and get involved because they love it they turn up on of their own accord and they'll cheer and when we had that mcg game a couple of weeks ago the first ever mcg game for us i was down on the, the sidelines um in front of the mcc and there was this older lady just in awe, in absolute, she couldn't believe what she was seeing. She was yeah. on the brink of tears and it was just, 
those are the people that I spoke about earlier who were fighting and never thought they'd see the day. And here we are playing on the MCG and she was just, she was overcome and it, it made, I cried and I'm just sitting there crying. But um, so it's, <laughs> All the tears. I cry a lot in this. In this um, um, so, it, yeah, it is so much bigger than just us going to play footy. Um, it, it means a lot to a lot of people. Absolutely. It's like those, um, every, sorry, I'm, I'm waffling here, but those bloody Google ads, like the two that they have out. Oh, like, oh. <laughs> Last night oh, I watched that again and it set me off as well. My- <laughs> <laughs> they really know how to get us, don't they? So. Oh, I always have to leave the room whenever they come on. I'm just like, I can't do this again. I was feeling mentally strong today, but yeah. this, is, this will send me. <laughs> um, I'm just Go laughing at this image of Arnie like studying legal in like your previous career and then you get to this wonderful world of footy and just every second day is just a ball <laughs> of tears. Yeah. Like, what does this turn into? Cutthroat like um, what's that show on Netflix? I used to love it. Um, suits. Like you cutthroat suits into, and then the absolute transition into like <laughs> yeah. ball of Two tears. very, very different worlds. Uh, I'm <laughs> crying for another reason in the other world. And <laughs> yeah, no, glad to be out of that. This has been a really enjoyable episode. It's it's so good to have a guest, number one, but also to have you, Arnie. I think running a whole league account is something that we we take for granted. You, you're covering, well, now the full gamut of teams, um, whereas we just focus on one. So to be able to, to give the attention to detail, um, tell the stories and, and still like bring them all to light, that's really something that we're all, we all admire. And thank you so much for, for taking the time to to jump on our show at, at 9am on a on a Saturday morning. Um, I hope everyone else enjoys it as much as we have. Uh, thank you for having me. Uh, it's been a real pleasure. I, I really enjoyed the opportunity to sort of chat about W, which I, I think the people around me are sick of me chatting their ear off about it. So it's nice to have a new audience. Um, but yeah, thanks for having me and no worries about the 9am start. Buy me a coffee. <laughs> yeah. Next time you're at Icon Park, we'll shout you a coffee. Yeah. That's that's definitely fair. <laughs> no, can't thank you enough, Arnie. I just echo what Jules said. I think it was thanks for being so open and transparent as well. We really appreciate it. No problem at all. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Bucks. I think we said it off the top of the the episode, but that was a, a really insightful chat and. I said it towards the end there, but I don't know how you how you can manage eighteen teams and stay across yeah. it all, let alone I struggle with one. Uh, I don't know how, it's such how a good Arnie point. does it. It's a, it's such a good point, and you can tell from yeah, just listening to the chat, her, her, the chat, no, her perspective on what she's actually doing, the bigger uh, bigger picture, um, and that last quote that we're talking about from Phoebe McWilliams texting her when she was having a particularly bad day about um, what was it? Don't don't forget we're changing the world like yeah how cool is that and uh, don't great, say that again it already nearly title. sent me once <laughs> <laughs> thanks for the podcast title as well changing the world yeah. like it um, not not no. like um the podcast intro actually we talk about egg of the week m olsen young <laughs> setting off the fire we'll, <laughs> yeah we'll put that in the intro actually i, I, I reckon that's the second time marnie's done it during an intro like an intro i'm waiting well. for her to bust through this door and just like <laughs> clobber me over the head but it's not even an impressive <laughs> story about something dangerous it's a toast anyway uh quick anyway. back house just to basically thank caitlin again um we've missed we, let's be honest we've missed guests and um we'll, we'll try to just 
I guess, pull our heads out of our asses and get, get some more guests on because there are a lot of fun. Um, and to be honest, like we talk about this, this industry, we've just been a bit busy, haven't we? And that's why yeah. we haven't brought you consistent episodes, which we'll be honest about and that that's fine. So get over it. <laughs> yeah. Stop complaining. Not that any of our 20 <laughs> listeners do, but no, we do appreciate your support. Um, and we appreciate you always tuning in. Hopefully you enjoyed that episode. I'm not even going to say hopefully you will have enjoyed that episode. Um, if you have any questions for Arnie, you can find her on social media. We'll tag her in all of our posts. Um, yeah, that's about it for us. I think let's get this bread. Hey, Barks. Get this bread. Uh, look forward to how your half marathon goes. Um, yeah. Don't don't pass out or anything like you joked about at the start of the episode. Um, pass out? You, I, kid, I was going to die, I'll man. Die. Yeah, I thought I'd put it politely. But if you're struggling, <laughs> just, you know, don't be afraid to quit. Thanks, mate. Maybe you can send me a text message halfway through and just something <laughs> inspirational. Yeah. Time, yeah. How you going? No. You all right? <laughs> You're right. right. You're right. Let's wrap this bad right. boy up. Uh, give us a follow on socials. Uh, go to YouTube. Watch the full version with video. You can really sit down and immerse yourself in the in the chat. Um, thanks again for everyone listening. Uh, Jules, enjoy. Goodbye. Have a great Bye. day. Bye. Peace.